This proposed class action lawsuit against Uber, they've ruled it can proceed. Um, it was in appeals court yesterday, but here's the kind of the weird part about it. There was a clause in Uber's service agreement that required all disputes to go through an arbitration in the Netherlands. And that was what was being appealed. The lawyer who was appealing this is someone you know from this station, Lior Samfiru, host of the Employment Hour on the show. Good morning, Lior. Good morning, Matt. This is a bizarre one. Um, was there any chance that Uber thought they could have gotten away with having... Um, okay, first of all, it seems obvious to me, but what's the issue in your mind to uh, these issues having to be heard in a court in the Netherlands? Well, if you think about it, uh, you know, if a driver has a, an issue, maybe they feel that they didn't get paid properly for last night's trip or something was miscalculated. Uh, well, what's their option? Their option is to fly out to the Netherlands, engage in an arbitration. And by the way, the cost for the arbitration is about $15,000 U.S., and that's before travel, and that's before the cost of legal representation. So the net effect of that would be that Uber could do whatever it wants. Its drivers would never challenge it. Hey, we're not going to pay you. What are you going to do about it? Go to the Netherlands? Obviously not. So it created a situation where the drivers would have had no legal recourse. And from Uber's perspective, it was very simple. They said, well, they signed or they agreed to those terms. It's right there in writing. So people should be held to their bargain. Uh, and our position was very different. We said, well, wait a second. There's laws here in this province. There's rights that people have uh, when they work. And you can't deprive them of their rights or, or you can't deprive them from the access to pursue those rights. And that's ultimately what the Court of Appeal agreed with. And because of that, people that drive for Uber, the Uber uh, drivers and, uh, and users don't have to uh, be limited to going to the Netherlands. They can pursue their rights right here in Ontario like anyone else. In this situation in the Netherlands, just trying to wrap my head around what that would have looked like, would it be Canadian and Ontario employment um, laws that would come up in that in that arbitration hearing over there? No, that's the thing. It would be Dutch law. And, you know, I, I may be an expert on a lot of things, but I know nothing about Dutch laws. Right. And what the Uber agreement with its driver said that not only have you have to engage in an arbitration in a foreign country in the Netherlands, it would have to be Dutch law that applies. And if I don't know anything about Dutch law, what are the chances that an Uber driver would know anything about Dutch law, what it provides, what it doesn't provide, what rights it gives or doesn't give? The bottom line is here. If you work in Ontario, you have the rights and and, and the entitlements that Ontario's laws provide you. And you can't come in as a foreign uh, company, uh, an outsider, and say, well, we're going to change the rules. We're going to make the laws of a different jurisdiction apply to you. I think what the court said is, is if you want to operate in Ontario, you have to play by the same rules. You have to comply with the same laws. Otherwise, you can't do it. So now, what are some of the issues for the drivers in this uh, proposed class action lawsuit? That What are their concerns with Uber? So the, the main issue here is whether or not these drivers, in the eyes of the law, should be considered employees or independent contractors. Uber considers them and has always considered them independent contractors, but that really ultimately doesn't matter. The law makes that determination. If the law determines them to be employees, one that there's a lot of entitlements to come with that. Overtime, vacation pay, statutory holiday pay, termination pay, the list goes on. So if, in fact, these drivers are and have always been employees, then each of them are going to have significant entitlements going back uh, and into the future. So that's really what the court is ultimately going to have to decide here. Are these people employees? If they are, significant entitlements. If they're not employees, then pretty much Uber, again, can, can go back to doing 
pretty much whatever it wants. And if they are not employees, are they just paid uh, currently per ride? Is, like, how is that? How does that work for an, uh, the average Uber driver? I think a lot of people don't really realize that they just call it on an app and, and book the guy, and then he shows up. So, are they just paid per ride right now? Yeah. So, so they're they're paid per ride, and uh, Uber takes its its percentage. The, the 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 driver takes its cut. The thing is. Uber decides the value of, of, of the ride, how much they're going to get paid. And Uber penalizes uh, a driver if it doesn't take what Uber considers to be the, the most efficient route, even though if anyone's taken Uber, we know that uh, you know, sometimes you can't follow its, its GPS mechanism. There's other ways to, to get places. Uh, so Uber controls all that, and the drivers make it per ride. The thing is this. I may be driving... Uh, or, or available in my car waiting for rights for the next uh, eight hours, but I can only make uh, $50 in that period of time, for example, which is less than minimum wage. And if, in fact, I'm an employee, that would be illegal because minimum wage, $14 an hour, I'd have to get paid uh, eight times 14. So, And by the way, if I've worked for uh, 44 hours this week, then I would have to get paid overtime. And we just had a holiday, so I'd have to get uh, statutory holiday pay. So that's kind of how the analysis would work if these individuals were, in fact, employees. And as of uh, right now, it was being challenged everywhere. Did anyone actually go from Ontario to the ne- to the Netherlands to do this? It seems like it'd be ridiculous, and that's probably why Uber tried to throw it in there. But did anybody actually go over there for any of these cases? No, and that's a, that's a great question. In fact, that's something that the Court of Appeal asked us is, uh, did anyone ever do it? And not surprisingly, Matt, the answer is no, no one did. Can you imagine an Uber driver spending 15000 U.S., that's over 20000 Canadian, just to engage in the legal process in the Netherlands? It's, it's just not going to happen. And then, as you said, that was the point. Right, Uber because knew. I imagine being an Uber driver is not the most lucrative business in the world, and you're just, uh, you know, you're taking your fares, trying to get more fares to make a bit more money. So twenty thousand dollars. Here's a company trying to say, all right, well, you could fight us on it, but it costs you twenty grand. You got to go overseas. Well, yeah, and, and, and even beyond that, even if I had the money to do it, if I think Uber owes me two thousand dollars, am I even if I have the money, am I going to spend fifteen thousand dollars to try to recover two thousand? Obviously not, right? It's not going to happen. It's not even a question of money. It's a question of it just doesn't make sense. It's absurd. And that was the point. Uber knew that by doing that, it's going to essentially insulate itself. It's going to give itself the power to do whatever it, it wants to do because no one's going to challenge it. Luckily, uh, they've been called on it, and, and the court has determined that, no, they cannot do that here in Ontario. We're seeing a lot of these types of apps um, take a lot of prevalence right now, and Uber's not the only one. But are there other companies that you know of that are doing something similar to this or was this just so such an absurd one-time thing it, it, there are other companies that do both in terms of the the uh, uh the, the similar companies to uber and other companies that are foreign companies it's not that uncommon when you have either american companies european companies companies from overseas that that come in and uh, into ontario into canada and operate here and they try to impose their laws so sometimes you may see a foreign jurisdiction arbitration like they did in uber more common is to say, yes, we can deal with it in Ontario, but in Ontario, we're going to have to apply the laws of uh, uh, France or whatever it is that, that jurisdiction, which, again, creates an unfair situation and, and an improper one, because the laws here in Ontario, the Employment Standards Act says you have a right to have your entitlements adjudicated under Ontario laws. Uh, and by the way, Matt, Ontario laws are quite good for employees, which is why a lot of foreign companies don't like that. 
Right, and I understand that I'm talking to you and you're an employment lawyer, and I understand kind of where you're going to probably fall on this, but I'm just looking at this as an outsider going, this is absurd. If you're going to work in Ontario, shouldn't it be Ontario laws and Ontario you know, courts and arbitration hearings that, that deal with this whole thing? Well, let me tell you this. Uh, Uber operates also in California, and in California with their drivers, they don't have that. They don't have a term that says you have to go to the Netherlands. Why? Well, this is just my opinion on this. But it's because California laws are not as favorable to the employees. So Uber is not as afraid to deal with California laws. They're not trying as hard to avoid it. Whereas in Ontario, they probably saw these laws and they thought, wait a second, this is pretty bad for us. So let's try to avoid that by imposing this Netherlands arbitration. Again, not fair, not right. And the laws are the laws. They apply to everyone and you can't avoid them. It was so strange. What's the next step for this uh, class action, Lior? So now the now the class action is alive. Now the class action can proceed. And the next step would be to have it what we call certified, which is a court determining that it, it should be a class action as opposed to an individual lawsuit, that it makes sense for it to proceed as a class action. Uh, so it's called a certification hearing. And once a court makes that determination, the next step after that would be to actually determine the legal issue, which is whether or not these drivers are employees or independent contractors. All right. Thanks for making some time for us, Leo. We appreciate it. All the best to you. Thank you. Leo Samfira from Samfira to Market. And uh, the Employment Hour shows on Saturdays on CFRA.